The Neverland Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get your free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash neverlandpodcast. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. The Neverland Podcast, 009. Good morning, Neverland. This is your host, Jeremy, once again, telling you to grab the Nerex Pixie, give her a little shake, and think of the happiest thing you can think of, and we will fly off once again to Neverland. Neverland is the place where you never have to grow up, and here at the Neverland Podcast, we refuse to grow up as well. And we're going to remember anything that made us happy when we were children, and in fact, we're going to go over a few things that make us happy as adults. Uh, So, with a... With a bit of a special kind of thing coming today, this will be the first time I actually give some official Disney content uh, with my namesake. So a lot of people probably would say, oh, this is a pure Disney podcast. Well, not really, because there's like 85 billion Disney podcasts in the world. So this is actually something different, but Disney fans should definitely enjoy this show, especially today. Because the special content I'm bringing you today is actually something my wife brought into the marriage. Uh, It is a vinyl, long-playing record of Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. It's like the full audio from the the animated cartoon with narration and all the original voices and songs. Really lots of fun. So some great Disney content for all you Disney fans out there that when I cover Marvel and Star Wars, it isn't just quite the same as the pure Disney that you would really like me to cover. Uh, But before we get started, once again, I would like to share some fun news uh, of the day that seems apropos to what we like to talk about here at the Neverland Podcast. First thing, and this is great for all you Disney fans, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers is going to become a live-action feature film for Disney. Uh, The people who produce the Muppet movies, uh, the the current ones, uh, Mandeville Films, uh, they're actually working on production. It's going to be similar to the uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks films in that it'll be a live-action actors with uh, computer animated Chippendale and all of their friends and the Rescue Rangers is supposed to be sort of an, an origin story for them which uh, you know there was already an origin story really in the animated series so I'm kind of wondering if they're going to you know kind of tell the same story or spruce it up you know who knows what's coming with this uh, but uh, Tad Stones is said as, uh, said to be one of the writers and producers and creators of the original Chippendale Ranger series uh, and he has, has said that uh, Rob Rugen who is going to currently write the script and has, and has been pitching the idea to Disney uh, and has been passing the story apparently around his Twitter feed, and he's very excited for this. But uh, Tad Stones, who, who, like I said, wrote and produced, uh, was one of the creators of the Chippendale Rescue Ranger series, said congratulations on Rescue Rangers. Or he said, are, are, uh, those commercials and shorts show that you've got the sensibility for the job. Take care of my kids. So, you know, hey, that's kind of like giving a good pat on the back. So I'm not sure when this is coming around. I mean, it sounds like it's still writing in the script, but I'm rather excited for this, and I'm kind of crossing my fingers that we'll see maybe a Darkwing Duck movie in the future. I'd be very happy about that. It would probably have to be done completely animated, but, uh, well, you know, I, I would I would certainly enjoy it. Um, 
A little bit of extra news from the from the Disney front. Uh, there's an upcoming film called Tomorrowland that we really don't know a whole lot about, other than Brad Bird is directing it, and I believe he may have written it as well. Now, Brad Bird, if you're not familiar with his name, a uh, couple of his films that uh, I've really enjoyed. Uh, the Iron Giant was one of his films, which he wrote uh, and directed. Also, The Incredibles. Uh, which The Incredibles absolutely love that movie. So I'm very confident in uh, in what Brad Bird's doing. I, you know, it, it's been very cryptic. There was kind of a uh, alternate reality game that was ran kind of over the course of the summer that basically, uh, in order to play it, you had to be able to visit one of the Disney parks frequently. So I really didn't get my nose in there too far. Um, but... Uh, we do have a quote from George Clooney, who is working in the project, and he, he's given us a few clues. He, he said, I literally have a harness on, and I've been hanging from 30 feet from four different blue screens, and literally, as we are talking, they're all staring at me because I had to get down to this. I have all these wire hanging off of me. Brad is a really good guy with a wild imagination. If I don't screw it up, it will be a great film. You have to be careful what you say because everything is top secret, so I don't want to ruin it by telling you that everyone dies in the end. Now, I, I don't know if he's joking about that everyone dies in the end, but apparently he's hanging 30 feet in the air with some blue screens and stuff like that, so who knows? Maybe he's flying around. We don't know what to expect with this. Uh, there has been some filming going on inside Disney Parks, uh, which is, it sounds like it's starting to become a common occurrence here between uh, you know, uh, Saving Mr. Banks was actually did some filming inside Disneyland, and now they're doing some, some more filming. Uh, there was previous filming around the Carousel of Progress, and they're going to be back in there again. Um uh, to film some more. Uh, this is not set to hit the theaters until May 22nd of 2015, so it's going to be a little while. Uh, cast includes Hugh Laurie. Uh, many will know you know him from House or Blackadder. I loved him in Blackadder, I must say. Uh, Britt Robertson, Rafi Cassidy, Thomas Robinson, and Catherine Hahn. Uh, there's something uh, very optimistic about this. Uh, I mean, Walt Disney did have a sense of optimism about the future, and that kind of goes into the, the, the Tomorrowland of the Parks. So I'm thinking, you know, you're Facing a movie after that, this should be a lot of fun. Uh, we got a long time to wait on that one. Um, also, some good news. Uh Apparently, Captain America Winter Soldier is looking very good, and so Anthony and Joe Russo is returning for a third Captain America movie. Uh, there's been uh, there's not going to be any official negotiations until after the sequel is open and everything, and I'm sure it's going to do quite well. I very much love the first Captain America. Uh, really and very happy with uh, Chris, you know, who's doing the, who's playing Captain America. I know when, when I first heard he was cast, I was a little skeptical, but he was phenomenal in the role. Chris Evans uh, doing great in the role, really even liked him in Avengers. He's just awesome in that. Uh, but uh, the Winter Soldier is going to hit theaters on April 4th, 2014. And then there's going to be the Avengers Age of Ultron in 2015. Uh, so we've we've got plenty of Captain America coming. I'm very excited. In fact, the Super Bowl today, we're going to see a uh, Captain America spot. I've been trying to not ruin it for myself by seeing some little sneaks of things. You know, there's, there's a little bit of half commercials been put out there for Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Captain America and things like that. I don't want to see it until I see the commercial commercial spot and then I can get all crazy all I want to. Uh, speaking of Avengers Age of Ultron, a new cast member has been added. Uh, Kim Soo-hyun, not to be confused with the actor of the same name, has been cast in the film and the role that they're, they're saying she's a villain. 
or is it could be yeah well i guess it must be a female if it's actress i don't know who that would be uh there's really not much said about it uh, she was local to the area they were filming around in korea they've been going around the world filming this thing i tell you i'm in italy and, and korea so you know we're still very excited of course about avengers age of ultron i'm going to keep an eye out you know we might eventually see who she is playing or if anybody has any idea of like a an, a korean or asian female villain uh from the avengers if you know something or can think of somebody you know let me know uh, I will, of course, be giving the uh, email address later on in the show. Uh, now, speaking of getting a third movie, uh, Thor 3 is moving forward with Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost scripting, or it could be Yost. I'm never sure how to pronounce some of these names. Uh, but uh, we are getting a third 3 because the Dark World was really good, and so, of course, a Thor 3 cannot be far along. Usually, these uh, superhero movies, we do tend to get three of them if they turn out good enough, and sometimes we hope for four. I'd like to see an Iron Man 4, personally, but uh, I don't know that it's going to happen. I guess we're going to just see Iron Man returning in Avengers movies, which I figure we'll get at least three of those. Hopefully, they keep this going. They're kind of on a role here at the Marvel Films. Uh, switching over to DC, Jesse Eisenberg and Jeremy Irons have been cast in the Superman-Batman crossover film, uh, sequel to The Man of Steel. Uh, now, Jeremy Irons is going to be playing Alfred. I personally think this is a very good choice. I have, you know, I know there are some people who are, are not happy about that as well. Uh, Jeremy Irons, very distinguished actor, has a great British thing, has that great... Uh, uh, mentor-like quality that he can add. If you ever saw, there was this not very good movie, Aragon, uh, that was based off a, a, a fairly decent series of books. It was based off the first book, and uh, Jeremy Irons played the mentor of the lead character in that, and he was he was the best part of that movie. Uh, John Malkovich is in there, and he's awesome, and he's the bad guy, but he didn't really have a lot of screen time to be able to carry it, but Jeremy Irons was carrying that movie until his character was killed. Uh, <laughs> but Jeremy Irons, great actor. I'm very excited to see what he does with the character of Alfred. A uh, lot less people, though, very excited about Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, now, he's a good actor. Uh, I, I've only seen him, I think, that I can think of in the, the social network, uh, which does show to me that he can play the character uh, of Lex Luthor, but really, he's very young, and so that's, that's to, to me, I mean, that's a little bit, you know, questionable because uh, he is supposed to be at least the same age, if not really older, actually, than both Batman and Superman. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who has built this entire uh, empire of business uh, so it is kind of a strange thing you know I mean it's this this could be good but it's he's really young and I could think of uh, maybe some other people who maybe they could have cast but you know we'll just keep an open mind I mean really um, I don't have much expectations for this after they're casting as Van Affleck as Batman I, I'm not not really behind that but you know we may get surprised uh, I don't know if I'm gonna necessarily go to the theaters to see this one although I probably will anyway. Uh, and we'll just have to see what happens. Now, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Man of Steel. It, uh, it was, you know, decent and it was interesting, but it just wasn't quite Superman. I, I, there was just too many problems with it that uh, I really didn't care for it that much. Uh, some other news that I find to be very interesting. I'm not sure what to, to think of this one. Uh, I'm kind of hoping it does come to fruition. But... Uh, since Disney does have ownership of all of Lucasfilm now, and they've even recently now fully acquired Paramount, uh, so it seems like there's nothing's blocking them from doing anything with Indiana Jones, although we haven't heard anything at this time, uh, there are reports that Pixar 
is looking to make a Star Wars spin-off film. Uh, there was uh, a while back when uh, Pixar story, story supervisor Kelsey Mann had said that he would love to do a Star Wars spin-off centered around Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon. Uh, don't know if that's what we might possibly expect. Uh, but yeah, Pixar, uh, you know, sometimes does original things, sometimes doing not so original. There, you know, there's uh, a lot of sequels that they've done, and uh, most people seem to like it when they do something original. But I'm very excited about the possibilities of having, you know, say John Lasseter and Andrew Staten and maybe even Brad Bird kind of collaborating on creating a Star Wars film. I would actually enjoy that. So far, Pixar has just been all hits with me. Uh, there are, you know, a couple Pixar movies that I like that I don't necessarily love, but mostly I just love them all. Uh, and have pretty much all of them except for one film uh, in our current Blu-ray DVD collection. Uh, so uh, this, you know, I don't know if anything's ever going to come of this. This is just kind of reported around, uh, but, you know, there hasn't really been anything official announced. So, you know, just take it for what it is and don't get too excited yet <laughs> or don't get too disappointed yet, whatever your view would be on this. Uh, here is something actually very cool. Uh, Ghostbusters Lego is officially going to be going on here. There are Legos of Ghostbusters coming out because it's been 30 years since the Ghostbusters film. Uh, if there are some pictures you can find online of these Ghostbusters Legos, the characters look great. Uh, you can build the car, uh, you know, the Ecto-1. You can build the firehouse. Uh, you know, there are a lot of different toys and everything. I, I don't tend to collect a lot of Legos, uh, mainly because they're really kind of expensive. Uh, but I would really actually like to have these along with a lot of the Marvel ones. And I can only hope that maybe this will mean a Lego Ghostbusters video game sometime. I would certainly be playing that one. I, I still enjoy the Ghostbusters game that they put out... Um, Golly, how many years ago has it been? Uh, for Xbox, PlayStation 3, it was it was almost like pretty much having Ghostbusters 3, but it was a video game. I still love that. I still pull it out every once in a while and play through it. Uh, I just never get tired of it. It's like it's like every time I ever played Ghostbusters as a kid when I run around with a wiffle ball bat pretending it was a proton uh, stream, you know. So, uh, speaking of 80s movies, Back to the Future is getting a musical done. It's in the works right now. Uh, and at about 2015, which is the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future, is 2015, and also the year that uh, we're supposed to be able to have our hoverboards and all the other things and Jaws, whatever number it was, uh, it all is supposed to have come to fruition at that time. Well, a stage musical adaption is going to premiere in London's West End uh, with looking into coming to Broadway in 2016. And we're not looking at a cheap knockoff. I mean, this is going to be apparently really good. Uh, Robert Zemeckis and co-writer Bob Gale are on board with the thing, writing the script. Uh, Jamie Lloyd is going to direct the show. Uh, composer Alan Silvestri is going to return. He's going to take his score and make it a little bit more ballad-friendly. Uh, Glenn, Glenn Ballard is providing lyrics. So, you know, Back to the Future of the Musical, it's it's got a full involvement of its original creators. So, now, I don't know if this um, if it's going to lead to... I don't know if you can do a sequel to a musical, really. But I don't know if this will spin its way into finding a way to get the entire trilogy on stage. Frankly, you could really just stick with the first one. Although, I mean, it does have that ending that leads it up there. I have no idea what kind of what you can do for the special effects. I would just, if this comes to town after it's released, I'm definitely going to see this just to see how they pull off the time travel and the DeLorean and things like that. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about this. Here's hoping Huey Lewis songs are riddled throughout. Well, that is the news for the day. Uh, so I would like to remind you one more time for you, the listeners of the Neverland Podcast. 
Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Uh, now, I have been mentioning the last few weeks, The Hobbit, unabridged by J.R.R. Tolkien, is available. And you get a free download and a free 30-day trial simply by going to audio or audibletrial.com slash neverlandpodcast. Again, let me say this again. audibletrial.com slash neverlandpodcast. Go get your free audiobook. Perfect for listening in the car, at work, whenever. If you don't have time to sit and read, sit and listen to an audiobook. It's, it's great for your head, and maybe sometimes you don't you know, some people have a hard time when, when they read it, it doesn't quite get into their brain or whatever very well. Sometimes it's easier to listen. It's, it has nothing to do with your reading ability. It just has to do with just kind of how your brain works. I, I like listening a lot better than I do reading a lot of times, too. So, I mean, this is great. So go to audibletrial.com slash Podcast, and you'll even be helping out the show. Uh, now, a new feature I am going to do... Um, I just kind of had that thought, and it does kind of help out. I can put a, a link to iTunes, but because I'm really doing this show because I'm trying to do something positive, it's fun for me. I'm trying to have some fun with you and try to put something positive out in the world to kind of give you something wonderful uh, just to kind of make you feel good in your day. Uh, I'm going to just every once in a while, I think I'll have like a song of the day where I, there's a song maybe I think has something very positive to say or I just really enjoy it and I think you might enjoy it. And I'm going to share a clip with you and then – Heck, if you like the song, I'll put a, an iTunes link on the website, NeverlandPodcast.com, and you can go and purchase it, purchase that song, purchase the whole album, you know, whatever you'd like to do. Uh, but mainly, I just want to give you something a little positive for you to listen to that uh, you know, maybe help you get through your day, maybe even help you get through your entire week. But uh, the first thing I would like to share with you, uh, this is by a, a pretty new band called We As Human. Uh, so yes, We Unhuman, We As Human, I'm sorry, uh, and this is a song called We Fall Apart, which I know sounds odd, but uh, when you hear the chorus, I think you'll really dig it. So once again, that is We Ask Human with a clip from We Fall Apart. And I'm sorry for the kind of abrupt in and out. Uh, I have not figured out how to fade in and fade out with uh, the program I'm using to record these podcasts. So it's kind of abrupt in and abrupt out. Uh, eventually, maybe I will find the correct button to fix that. But until such time, uh, let me know what you think of having kind of a song of the of the week. Uh, like I said, I will try to find something good and positive uh, that I think is kind of uplifting that uh, might help you through uh, you know dealing with the the fun the 
life. And I say that in a sarcastic tone of fun of life, you know. Uh, but life can be fun if uh, you keep everything in the right perspective and just try to keep a good attitude, which is one of the things this show is all about. Like I said, we're trying to do something positive and have a good time. And speaking of having a good time and remembering suffering from childhood, how many of you when you were a little kid saw uh, basically, you know, the entire Winnie the Pooh set, there was three kind of half-hour-ish shorts that Disney had originally produced, and of course they're based off the works of A.A. A. Milne, which I would actually really like to read that book. I bet it's you know must be a pretty good book because Walt Disney thought it was so great that he, he wanted to get the rights to be able to produce these movies. Well, these shorts, uh, they were about half-hour in length or so, but I saw it known as The Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, and it had all three features put together, and it really kind of makes one complete story where you kind of get an introduction to Winnie the Pooh, and then it introduces Tigger and kind of tells the story of like Tigger's involvement. I mean, there's a blustery day that happens, and then finally coming around to that's it. I'm t- you know, Rabbit saying, I'm tired of Tigger bouncing me all the time. And so you get kind of a story that actually kind of goes through, uh, you know, with introducing Pooh and then and the other characters, and then bringing in Tigger. And to me, it's kind of almost like a half of a Tigger story. Uh, but maybe I just th- see it that way because I do love Tigger and I have been compared to him with my kind of lively and bouncy sort of personality uh, whenever I'm in a good mood, anyway. Because <laughs> I have times that I'm not so bouncy. You just ask my wife wife. I'm not always lovable. So, but she loves me anyway. Isn't that nice? Anyway, so there's your nice thought for the day. But, uh, so what we have for you today is, like I said, there's this long playing record that my wife had and she brought it here to the apartment. Uh, now that we have our record player and I was pretty excited to listen to it. And so I managed to get a recording of this vinyl. And like I said, it's the original cast. It's the music. It's narrated. It is Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. Uh, one of my favorites of the Winnie Pooh series. That's, I remember the read-along book, which I should share that audio sometime. Uh, I actually have a copy of the record I found on a trip to Marceline, and I will at some point, I guess, share. It's a lot shorter, uh, but, you know, the read-along book with the record. I remember that when I was a child. I had uh, some friends that had it, and we I listened to it and everything. Uh, really did enjoy it. It's a great, fun, and wonderful story, and, uh, well, I don't think I have anything more to say about it. Let's just get on with it. time when for all too short a period the very young live in a wonderful world of make-believe. Christopher Robin, like most small boys, has toy animals to play with. But though he loves them all, his best friend is his teddy bear called Winnie the Pooh, or Pooh for short. And as Christopher Robin says, wherever I am there's always Pooh. There's always Pooh and me. What would I do, I said to Pooh, if it wasn't for you? And Pooh said, true. It isn't much fun for one, but two can stick together, says Pooh, says he. That's how it is, says Pooh. Deep in the hundred acre wood where Christopher Robin Fine. 
forest under the name of Sanders, which means he had the name over the door in gold letters. And I lived under it? Yes, 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 yes. Now, when Pooh heard his Pooh-Koo clock, he knew it was time for something. But he was a bear of very little brain. So when he thought, he thought in the most thoughtful way he could think. Think, 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 think. I haven't thought of anything, have you? Think, think, think. Oh, yes. Time for my stoutness exercise. Up, down, up. When I up, down, and touch the ground, it puts me in the mood. Up, down and touch the ground in the mood for food. I am stout, round, and I have found speaking poundage wise. I improve my appetite when I exercise. I am short, fat, and proud of that, and so with all my might. I up, down, and up, down to my appetite. Tight still light while I up, down, and touch the ground. I think of things to chew, like milk and honey and chocolate. With a hefty, happy appetite, I'm a hefty, happy poo. Pooh's pantry was full of honey jars all full of emptiness instead of honey. As Pooh stuck his nose into the very last one and found only the sticky part was left, a little bee flew into the room. so I can eat it. And so Winnie the Pooh followed the honeybee right out of his house and over into the middle of the forest. And in the middle of the forest there was an open place. And in the middle of that place there was a large oak tree. And from the top of the tree there came a very loud buzzing noise. It was a honey tree. So Winnie the Pooh climbed it. He climbed and he climbed and he climbed. And as he climbed, he hummed a little hum. 
And I call it my rumbly and my tumbly song. Yes. And it went something like this. Hum dum dee dum, hum dee dum dum. I'm so humbly in my tumbly. Time to munch an early luncheon. Time for something sweet. Oh, I wouldn't climb this tree if a like a bee, but I wouldn't be a bear then, so I guess I wouldn't care then. Bears love honey and I'm a poo bear, so I do care, so I'll climb there. I'm so rumbly in my tumbly, time for something sweet. It's the tasteful thing to do, be it ten or twelve or two, for any time is food time. When you set your clock on poo time, you know that bears love honey and I'm a poo bear, and so I do care, and so I'll climb there. I'm so rumbly. In my tumbly, time for something sweet to eat. Just then, the branch on which Pooh Bear was standing broke, and he suddenly dropped ten feet onto the branch below him. If only I hadn't. And as Pooh said that, he bounced twenty feet onto the next branch. What did I meant to do? As Pooh tried to explain, he turned head over heels and crashed onto another branch thirty feet below. Well, it all comes, I suppose. I'm liking honey so much. As Pooh said that, he waved goodbye to the last branch, spun around three times, and flew gracefully into a gorse bush. Oh, bother! Oh, Winnie the Pooh crawled out of the gorse bush. Brushed the prickles from his nose, and began to think again. Think, think, think. And the first person he thought of was Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh no, no, Christopher Robin. Oh. Christopher Robin lived in another part of the forest, where he could be near his friends and help them with their problems. On this summer day, gloomy old Eeyore, being stuffed with sawdust, had lost his tail again. Eeyore, this won't hurt. Never does. <laughs> there now, did I get your tail back on properly, Eeyore? No matter. Most likely lose it again anyway. <clears throat> it is my considered opinion that Eeyore's tail should be placed a trifle to the uh, right. Now, if you were to ask me, I think it's just a wee bit south. <laughs> no, no, north, dear. Cheer up, Eeyore. Don't be so gloomy. Try swishing it. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Oh, goody, 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 goody. <laughs> Thanks. It's not much of a tail, but I'm sort of attached to it. Good morning, Christopher Robin. Oh, good morning, Winnie the Pooh. Good morning, good morning Pooh Bear. Good morning, Pooh Bear. If it is a good morning, which I doubt. What are you looking for, Pooh Bear? I just said to myself, coming along, thinking and wondering if you had such a thing as a um, 
such a thing, Christopher, uh, as a balloon about you. What do you want a balloon for? Psst. Honey. But you don't get honey with a balloon. I do. How? I shall fly like a bee. Ooh, up to the honey tree, see? But just a minute. You can't fool the bees that way. You'll see. Now, would you be so kind as to tow me to a muddy place of which I know of? So Winnie the Pooh took the string of the balloon very firmly in his paw and rose up into the air. And Christopher Robin grabbed his other paw and towed him to a very muddy place. And Pooh rolled and rolled until he was black all over. What are you supposed to be? I'm a little black rain cloud, of course. <laughs> Silly old bear. Now, would you aim me at the bees, please? Careful, Pooh. Hold on tight. Five. Yes. Four. Yes. Three. Yes. Two. Yes. One. Yes! Pooh thought he looked like a small black rain cloud. <laughs> but he still looked like a muddy little bear hanging onto a balloon. Perhaps if he sang like a little dark rain cloud, that might fool the bees. I'm just a little black rain cloud hovering under your honey tree. Only a little black rain cloud. Pay no attention to little me. You know a hungry old poo cloud Never gets hungry, no, not at all. I'm just floating around over the ground, wondering where I will fall. I'm not a hungry old pooh bear. I'm just a little black honey cloud. And no one knows better than me, bees, Stealing your honey is not allowed. Everyone knows that a rain cloud never eats honey, no, not a nip. I'm just floating around over the ground, wondering where I will drip. Christopher Robin, I think the bees... S-U-S-P-E-C-T something. <laughs> Perhaps they think you're after their honey. Well, it may be that. You never can tell with bees. Oh, I'm just a little black rain cloud hovering under the honey tree. Christopher Robin! Oh, well, I, I think it would help with this deception if you would just kind of open your umbrella and say, tut tut, it looks like rain. Tut tut, it looks like rain. Tut tut, it looks like rain. <laughs> I have come to a very important decision. These are the wrong sorts of bees.
so they were. The queen bee became especially angry, and she dove at Pooh's balloon and pricked a small hole in it. As the air rushed out of the balloon, Pooh was jet-propelled all over the landscape. But when the air was all gone, Pooh decided that he would have to come down. And he did. But Christopher Robin was there to catch him. I'll catch you, Pooh! And he did. Now, Pooh was not the sort to give up easily. When he put his mind to honey, he stuck to it. Now, honey rhymes with bunny, and bunny rhymes with... Um... Rabbit? And I like rabbit, because he uses short, easy words like, how about lunch? And help yourself, Pooh. So Pooh walked right over to Rabbit's house and called into the small round front door. Is anybody at home? What I said was, is anybody at home? No. Bother. Isn't there anybody here at all? Nobody. There must be somebody there. Because somebody must have said nobody. Rabbit, isn't that you? No. Well, isn't that the rabbit's voice? I don't think so. It isn't meant to be. Pooh couldn't wait for any more conversation, so he invited himself right into Rabbit's house. Rabbit was so embarrassed that he said all the words that Pooh wanted to hear, like... Oh, oh, hello, Pooh Bear. And uh, how about lunch? And help yourself, Pooh. Oh, thank you, Rabbit. Ah. <laughs> uh, would you like condensed milk? Or honey on your bread? Both. Uh, never mind the bread, please. Just a small helping, if you please. Uh, there you are. Is uh, something wrong? Well, I did mean a little larger small helping. Well, perhaps it'd save time if you took a whole jar. Thank you, Rabbit. <laughs> so Pooh just ate and ate and ate and ate and ate and ate. Eight and eight and eight. Until at last he said to Rabbit in a rather sticky voice. I must be going now. Goodbye, Rabbit. Well, goodbye, if you're sure you won't have any more. Is there any more? No, there isn't. I thought not. So Pooh tried to leave Rabbit's house, but his enlarged roundness only got halfway out of Rabbit's small round front door. Oh, 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 help and bother. I'm stuck. Oh, dear. Oh, gracious. Mm. Oh, well, it mm. all comes from eating too much. Mm. Mm, it all comes from not having front doors big enough. Oh, 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 dear, it's no use. There's only one thing to do. I'll get Christopher Robin. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Rabbit ran out of his back door and went to fetch Christopher Robin. While he was gone, Owl flew in and settled on a branch in front of the front of Pooh. <laughs> oh. I say, are you stuck? 
No, no. Just resting and thinking and uh, humming to myself. <clears throat> you, sir, are stuck. A wedged bear in a great tightness. In a word, irremovable. <laughs> now, obviously, this situation calls for an expert. Just then, Mr. Gopher popped up from his underground home. Somebody call for an excavation expert. I'm not in the book, but I'm at your service. Gopher, the name is McCard. What's your problem? <clears throat> yes, 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 yes. It seems the entrance to Rabbit's domicile is impassable. Uh, to be exact, plugged. And you want me to dig it out? Precisely. Uh, uh, I see. It's over here, my good fellow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, first thing to be done is uh, get rid of that bear. He's gumming up the whole project. Dash it all, he is the project. Mm, hard digging. Might hit bedrock. Dangerous having Risky. Need planks for bracing. Big job. Take two, three days. Three days? What about lunches? No problem. I always go home for lunch. Oh, ooh, this will run into money. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I say, how much? Uh, do the job for hourly rate plus cover material plus overtime plus 10%. And your estimate? Yeah. Yeah, can't give an estimate. Too risky. <laughs> Blast it all. Good idea. We'll dynamite. Save time. Yeah, what's the charge? The charge? Oh, about seven sticks of dynamite. Oh, no, 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 no. The cost. The charge in money. Yeah, no charge count. <clears throat> I work strictly cash. Obviously, but I should think... Well, I can't stand around lollygagging all day. Got a tight schedule. <laughs> if you think it over, let me know. You got my card. I'm not in the book, you know. Oh. Just as the gopher left, Christopher Robin and all his friends came running up to Pooh's rescue. Cheer up, Pooh Bear. We're coming. Here, give me a paw. Oh, it's no use. I'm stuck. Well, if we can't pull you out, Pooh, perhaps we can push you back. Oh, no, not that. Oh, my gracious. Oh, dear. Having got this far, it seems a pity to waste it. Pooh Bear, there's only one thing we can do. Wait for you to get thin again. Oh, bother. How long will that take? Days, weeks, months, who knows? Mind over matter will make the pool unfatted. It's a fine thing to go feasting, but feasting Right, Pooh. It is lunchtime. And I've brought a delicious 
picnic lunch. Oh, picnic. I love picnics. Yes, and so you won't be lonesome. We'll eat it close by. Uh, pass the cream pie, please. Thank you. Try some of this. Hmm, don't mind if I do. How about me, fellas? There's second helpings for everyone. Mm, thank you. Mm. More of what your everything? Mmm, goody, goody. Chocolate honey cake. Rue, dear, don't eat with your mouth open. I think I'm sort of starving from lack of food. At bedtime, Kanga loaned Pooh her shawl and sang him a little lullaby. Dream shrinkage, dream thinage, don't dream of honey and spinach, it takes mind over matter to make a poo working the swing shift, you know. Time for my midnight snack. Uh, say, ain't you that stuck-up bear? Mm. I still think I could blast you out of there. Um, what sort of lunch is in that lunchbox? Well, uh, let's see here. Uh, mm. <laughs> oh, summer squash. Yeah, salmon salad. Succotash. Spice custard. And honey. Honey? Honey? Oh, no! Could you spare a small smackerel? Say, you ought to do something about that speech impediment, honey. Oh, thank you, Gopher. Oh, no, not that. No, 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 not one drop. But, Rabbit, I wasn't going to eat it. I was just going to taste it. I'll taste it for you. That supercilious scoundrel confiscated my honey. Don't feed the bear. I'm going to skedaddle. I'm not in the book. And I'm a ding-dang glad of it. After many days of fasting, all hopes were high for poo. Then lightning flashed and thunder crashed. The rain fell from the blue. They knew if Boo got wet, their plan would be upset. He'd smell out like a sponge, and down their hopes would plunge. So. Yeah. <laughs>
And so, everyone in his own way did his best to help Pooh. Day after day, night after night, after lonely night. When the sun came out, the sky cleared up, and the bear of little fingers began to dry. And by and by, showed a higher mount of shrinkage. That morning, Rabbit made an interesting discovery when he leaned against Pooh. He moved. He budged. Hooray! Christopher Cobbin! Christopher Ribbon! He bidged! He badged! He bulged! Today is the day! Hooray for you! Hooray for me! happy endings of all of the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. This was one of the happiest, for he had all the honey he could eat. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, chubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff. He's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh, willy-nilly silly old And with that, we thank you for listening to the Neverland Podcast, where we have just shared Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree. Wasn't that delightful? If you thought it was delightful, I would love to hear about it. In fact, send me an email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Send me a tweet and follow me on Twitter, which would be at neverlandpcast which that is the letter P, NeverlandPCast at Twitter.com. And also you can like us on Facebook and follow anything that happens on Facebook. Uh, that is, of course, Facebook.com slash The Neverland Podcast. Or you just give us a search from your own Facebook there, The Neverland Podcast. You should probably find us. Uh, so once again, like I said, thank you so much for clicking the download button. Uh, go ahead and go to audibletrial.com slash Podcast and get your free trial there. You can find links for that on 
the website, NeverlandPodcast.com. That's where you go to find links to subscribe via Stitcher or iTunes or both. And while you're subscribing and while you're on iTunes and Stitcher, feel free, please do give us a review. It really does help people find us when you do give us a review. Uh, So that's all we've got for this week. Uh, Have a wonderful week. God bless you. And just, you know, remember to just act like a big kid every once in a while because it really does help with with the stress of the day. I know you've got a hard day in front of you sometimes, but if you can just keep the right attitude and remember to find your happy space and your own personal Neverland, the days are really never that long. We'll see ya! (laughs) 